0: It's time for Hobby Addicts, and now here are your Anime Addicts.
1: Welcome back, you crazy Anime Addicts, to another episode of Hobby Addicts. I'm your host, Mitsugi, and I am, of course, joined, as always, by the crew, we have Mandy. Mandy, what is up? Hello, I'm doing all right, having audio issues, but I'm trying to fix them on the fly. Okay, and Mason, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. My bears just lost another humiliating defeat. Um, I like this intro though what's up anime addicts this is hobby addicts and you came to the right neighbor right neighborhood yeah yeah all are welcome
1: <laughs> and I am of course of Mitsugi guys we have a we have a good hobby addicts for you today pretty packed I have been busy so I've, I've been playing just a bunch of like random sh- stuff and because t- cyberpunk is coming out I took Thursday and Friday off next week to play it so I'm gonna have a lot of talking to do about cyberpunk next week assuming they don't like delay it the the day before (laughs) the day before what's
0: your level of confidence what percentage would you base that you are going to have cyberpunk at the end of next week
1: i am 90 percent sure
0: okay that's pretty good
1: i think like physical copies have already made it into people's hands you know i think that there's been advertisements everywhere good lord everywhere and um it's coming out and so normally i'll say like oh my god like Final Fantasy's coming out. Like, I'm going to take a day off of work to play it, and then I never do. So to make up for it, I took two days off work for Cyberpunk, so I am going to be playing that probably, I don't know. I'll probably have 18 hours logged before we do Before we do Hobby Addicts, so I have a lot to say about it. But Oh, excellent. For this week, I'm going to talk about Sonic Forces. I played Sonic Forces last week, super short game. It was free on PlayStation uh, Plus. Uh, also, we got Mario Party for the Switch, so I will be able to talk about that. And I also started playing Sonic Team Racing. I don't know if we're going to have time, but, you know, we might. Mandy's been playing Stardew Valley, and she's up through Season 3 of Bates Motel, which is pretty exciting, because I am on Season 5, so we can have a little bit more, of, more discussion. And, Ma- and Mason's been reading a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm one of those people. The
1: Constant Rabbit. So... Very interesting. So, Mason, why don't we start with you? You know, um, I'm interested to hear about your growing intellectualism.
0: Oh, oh boy. Well, where do I start with this? So, The Constant Rabbit is a 2020 science fantasy allegorical novel by British author Jasper Ford, and that's spelled Ford F F O R D E if you're looking it up. Um, I have not read any of his other works. But I absolutely will um, while I wait for my delayed copy of Dune to come in. So in the meantime, that's probably what I'm going to read some of his other stuff. But this is a very strange novel. And it starts off in 1965 with co- what's called the Spontaneous Anthropomorphizing Event, where 18 ordinary rabbits are turned into intelligent, talking, human-sized rabbits. And it transforms <laughs> a few other animals as well, but you'll have to read... More to find out what got transformed, but really the rabbits are is what's most relevant to the story because uh, if you know anything about rabbits and their you know mating practices or short gestation period, <laughs> uh, essentially by the year twenty twenty where the novel takes place, there's over a million of them in Britain, and they've kind of started to colonize and become you know a, a part of the workforce and part of culture and society and our main ca- character is actually not a rabbit it's a character a human if you will called peter knox who works for a government agency as a rabbit spotter as a lot of humans aren't great at differentiating rabbits between one another but he's got a talent for it so he kind of works for the government to like in like the police fbi kind of thing where he kind of can detect the criminal rabbits and tell them apart from the other ones.
1: So it's like, Um, so it's like humans think rabbits all look the same.
0: Yeah. Like they just, you know, if you saw five rabbits in a row, could you really tell them apart if they were all kind of white and generally the same disposition? And he kind of can like, look at their patterns and their ears or their eyes or different ticks and facial features to tell them apart. It's not a huge part of the series. It just kind Mm -hmm. of, he's a guy who likes rabbits but kind of works for an agency that doesn't really treat them all that well. Um, And essentially what happens, he lives in a nice cozy little town, you know, maybe not all that progressive, but all of a sudden, oh no, a family of rabbits has moved in. And essentially the story itself is very satirical. It's a fantasy, it's a thriller, it's absurd, it's clever, and it's kind of an exploration on what it means to Challenge the outlook of society by doing what you can. And essentially, yes, it's about bunnies, um, but it's really more about otherism and discrimination. I mean, clearly the rabbits are a silly but heavy handed reference to like malign minorities, but it's, and it's kind of the take on all the kind of cultural progressivism and weird social cues that are going on. But overall, the book itself is very funny and witty and it carries a dark undercurrent, even like darker than what you might expect and there wasn't a single page of the 322 that I didn't like sensibly chuckle at least once because there's so many small details in life of like what it means to be a rabbit and how they see the world versus how we see the world and all these like cultural references that it delivers and the best part of the book by far are all these little footnotes that it adds where it'll be like this rabbit event is the first thing since the Great Island collapse of 1965. And then the footnote will say, look up on Wikipedia if you have a chance. Or it'll mention like these weird, complicated science oh, words. And then a, a cu- couple pages later, it'll say, oh, I probably should have defined that for you, but I'm sure you figured it out by now. And like not explain it. So
1: that's like, yeah, so it breaks the fourth, the fourth wall, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah.
0: it's very meta, it's very tongue in cheek. Like they, he, there's one whole like paragraph trying to like, talk about how rabbits dress themselves because you know their body parts are a little bit different than ours and then at the end it says uh at the end explaining how rabbit clothes works are of such ingenious complexity that it is not within the scope of this book and will be disregarded so like it's very much like nods and winks to the reader and knows what it is and it is a very easy read it's a very fun read it's very much a page turner especially in the second half and I had a lot of fun with it, and what would you say our percentage of listeners from the UK are, Mitz? Oh, maybe 5%. Okay, good. So I'm going to insult it. So there are some things spelled incorrectly, like they spell enroll with only one L. That's unforgivable. But besides stuff like that, it's a really good book, and I had a bunch of fun reading it, and it's called The Constant Rabbit, and it's it's a good time.
1: Okay, well... And and, uh, and and what book did you, did you say that you're going to be going to next after after you so, finish or have this one?
0: I wanted to read the legendary book Dune by Frank Herbert. It's like the sci-fi film or sci-fi series that they're making another movie of coming out soon. And it's highly regarded. And that's been I requested it from the library. It's been due for quite some time. Actually, there's two copies of it, one of which. Uh, you know, is due in mid-December, and I should be getting it a week after that. But because of COVID and everything, my library has waived all late fees. And I guess one person has had the other copy of Dune checked out since July. So for months, I've just been waiting for someone to return their dang copy so I can read this book. But it's not to be. So that's the one I want to read. I'll probably read another one by the same author, Jasper Ford. I'm thinking it's called shades of gray not to be uh, confused uh, with 50 shades was, of gray you have to believe me i promise there are different books but uh that that's most likely what i'll be reading next so that's uh the next book club if you want to get a head start on it i i think you were gone last week mitz people want to know all about all your activities so
1: so I've just, as i said i've just been kind of like mopping up these like small little games of inconsequence you know wow cyberpunk you know, looms in the in the sh- in short order here, and only well by the time you get by the time most people will hear this, it'll probably be only like two or three days before Cyberpunk comes out. And so I played Sonic Forces, which is a which is a free to play. It's a free game from on, on PlayStation Plus. So every every month, you know, Sony gives away like two games or whatever. And uh, Sonic, everybody knows I'm a big sucker for Sonic. So even though I even though I I don't really think that that the newer Sonic games are really all that great. I, I'm more of like an old school Sonic fan. The uh, I picked up Sonic Forces and decided to play it, and actually ended up enjoying enjoying it a fair amount. You know, it was a really short game. It only runs about three, like three, maybe three hours, maybe. But
0: gotta go fast. You,
1: yeah, no kidding. Yeah, the whole everything about this game is fast. But um, it. it it was a fair amount of fun. it's It's divided into thirty levels, and the story is like this war between Dr. Eggman and Sonic and his crew. And it's divided into thirty levels, and the levels play differently depending on which like character you're playing as. So like you get a, like Sonic from the past comes and like joins your crew, and he's like he looks like old Sonic from like Sega Genesis. And so on on those levels, it plays a, it plays fairly similarly to original Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, from when you're playing as new Sonic it's a lot more of like the where you're running away from the screen sort of action where he's like I get you he's running away from the screen running through loops grinding on rails sometimes going sideways like normal like you'd expect etc um, etc et um, but the game and then the game has like an avatar that you can customize and dress up and change their change their their like equipment and He has different moves like grappling hook. He can shoot like lightning, things like that. So, um, ultimately, like Sonic Forces was not what I would call a super good game. It was it was fun to play it. It's definitely a fast paced platformer. If you like platformers, you or just like Sonic, you may get a pretty good experience out of it. the The issue with this game is that there's, there's a few issues. One, the story is horrendous. Like it's like don't even bother. Like who gives a shit? You just skip every skip all the dialogue. Is it's really it's just throwaway stuff? Like there's no real point point to it. Um, also, the the controls at times are a little janky. So like the, that's really the biggest problem in platformers where the controls need to be pretty tight in order for you to like land on small surfaces and and whatnot. This game has like fairly slippery controls where it's a little hard to be to have pinpoint precision. With with how you jump and stuff like that. So it's it was there were times when it was a little frustrating to play it because you would be in this moment where you know you're you're close to the end of a level and you know that if you die you won't be able to get like the score you want, and if you don't die, you'll get the you'll get exactly what you need and you'll like there'll be a jump right in front of you and like the controls will just screw you up and you'll fall. And it's just like
0: That's that's so unforgivable in like a high speed platformer like this. Mm yeah anytime the game is the reason where not to blame other people but like when it's the feel like it's the game's fault and you were cheated is uh, I can't stand that
1: um yeah so that and like there'll be targets in the air that you can like shoot with your grappling hook and like swing between them and you'll be like flying right towards this target and think oh well I'm just gonna you know hit X and grab it and then you'll hit X and nothing will happen because the game didn't prompt you to like grab it and then you'll just fall for no reason, like stuff like that. That really makes the game, yeah. like a big pain in the ass. Probably the most enjoyable thing about the game was that they give you scores at the end of every level, and depending on how fast you can beat the game, beat the level, and how many rings you collect, and whether or not you die or not, the game will give you a score and it'll give you like a letter grade. So of course it goes from like you know D through S or whatever. And the game, so like I got all the S's. It really wasn't. All that difficult to do, but um, there's also like time trials and things like that. So you're constantly trying to like beat your score. You can compete with the scores of other people like across the world. You know, it's it's interesting, but ultimately the game doesn't really have. I don't know. It doesn't really have something's missing. I don't know what it is. Like there's like a like, there's a lacklusterness to it that makes it that made it feel like not a very like great experience I mostly played it because it was quick and because I love sonic and I really enjoyed the like the old school style levels those are really good but um all in all it was, all in all it was pretty fun the platinum trophy was is impossible like the I read online you know there's like those trophy guides and stuff you can read online and this one said that there's 80 hours of grinding required to get the t- platinum trophy. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I guess it's kind of like that Gears of War trophy they had back in the day where you had to kill, like, a million enemies, like, literally a million. And I think I, c- oh, dang. I cleared the game and I had only beaten, like, I only killed, like, 4,000 of them or something. And I was like, holy shit. Like, they expect me to beat this game 30 fucking times <laughs> to get this platinum trophy. or something. It's, like, so ridiculous. But so- that's
0: just a grinding trophy. Like... Right. If you just bash your head against the wall, if you play it once a week, like you'll eventually get there.
1: I mean, I get, right? I guess so, but I mean like uh, I mean like on a given stage you'll collect like maybe 100 rings, 200 rings, and there's a trophy for collect 100,000 rings. So you're talking about like like clearing 1,000 stages and the game only has 30 of them.
0: So Yeah, I guess I'm just comparing that to the game I I've been playing is Dead Cells, which is a like a roguelite game where you, you know, go down and down or up and up and go through all these stages and levels and fight off hordes and hordes of enemy and like bullet time, fast action thing. And to get the platinum in that game requires like beating entire runs without getting hit once, like obnoxiously, like difficult skill wise, yeah, things sense. that only like 0.2% of people get. So it's like, that's a platinum where it's impossible on the different end of the spectrum where, yeah, it only takes 20 minutes to get the platinum on a run. But, like, cultivating the skills to do that is a different kind of grind. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I hear you. So, but, I mean, ultimately, it, it was fun. It's done. I'm putting, putting it away. I think I got, like, 40% of the trophies. It's, like, whatever. And, That's uh, good. But, like, I was so inspired. Oh, the music is pretty good, though. The Sonic, Sonic has had good music for most of its time in existence. Like, uh, Sonic Adventure Battle 2 has, has good music. And, you know, the original Sonic has good music. And, like, this game has some tracks that are pretty slick. Like, there's some, like, techno-type or dubstep-type songs that have, like, sound samples from, like, like you know, singers and stuff that are, like, a couple of them are worth, are worth like, putting on an iPhone and, like, having on your phone. Um, so there's some pretty good beats in there. And I think the soundtrack was, like, 85 songs long or something. So I don't know. I have no idea why they put so much effort into the, into the music when they could have made the game itself better.
0: But um, well, that's what uh Sonic Mania is for, right? If you actually want a good Sonic game,
1: Sonic Mania is so good, yeah.
0: That's that's yeah. the one. If you're like, I want a modern day Sonic game, like that's the one you play.
1: So I downloaded um Sonic, Sonic uh, um T- Team Sonic Racing, and I got the expansion pack for Sonic Mania, and I haven't played the expansion pack yet, but I've been putzing around with Team Sonic Racing, and it's. It's mostly a Mario Kart clone, you know. With, with mm-hmm. that's way harder. Like holy shit, it's so much harder. Like uh, you know, Mario Kart, you can be horrible and like you'll still end up winning because like it'll give you like all the best items till you're in front. Uh, this game is like if you fuck up, like you're not going, you're not going to win. I <laughs> mean, I mean, you have to be able. It's like Gran Turismo level. Like if you screw up, like there's no catch up mode. There's no. But I'm not really going to get into that because that might be for a future time. But um. Do we have Mandy back on the on the call yet, or is she still fixing her audio? She's still muted. So, we um we did get Mario Party while we were in Tennessee, and we've been playing Mario Party on the Switch. What's your what's your history of like with with Mario Party, Mason? Have you uh played much?
0: Very minimal. I I really didn't have Nintendo consoles growing up, so Mario Party was always the if I went to like a friend's house on a sleepover is when I would play Mario Party or Smash. So I was always terrible at all those games. I never knew the rules. I was always like, well, Mario Party is so unfair because people can just go from last to the first place in the complete opposite way. You just talked about Team Sonic Racing. Like there's just you, there's such an element of mayhem that I find unfair, but I still enjoy playing the game because it's silly and goofy. So I moderately enjoy it, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. So Mario Party is like every people everybody has like a different level of, of, of experience with it. And I started playing Mario Party like way back on the N sixty four. You know, it's been on like everything since 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 it first came out. And it hasn't really it hasn't really evolved at all since it since it mm-hmm. first came out and like I'm fine with that because Mario Party is something I love from the beginning and I loved it. I loved it on the metal games in Japan. I loved it on the 64, and I more or less love it on the Switch. Um, I don't think that the Switch version of Mario Party is the best version. It's it. I think the biggest issue with it is that it lacks levels, and it's two issues. One, it lacks like like game boards that you can play on. So like if, for those of you that are familiar, Mario Party is like you would literally roll dice and like move your character a certain number of spaces on the game board, and then you just play like a board game, right? um which is a really cool idea but this Mario Party on the Switch only has 4 boards so it doesn't really seem like enough I- i'm pretty sure other games have had like 6 or maybe 7 so it feels like a bit of a jip honestly so but you know it's it is what it is like you know you still have fun playing it the, they 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 kind of and the other issue is that too many of the mini games have require motion control i motion control Everybody has different opinions. My opinion is that motion control is dog shit. Like it's it, it, <laughs> it is never good. It never has. been it's been especially bad on on, on Nintendo systems. Like if I'm playing, if I'm sitting here, like motion controls, and I'm and there's like this game that you can play on in this new Mario Party where your four players are in like a ra- are in like a whitewater raft, and you're steering this you're steering this raft through like obstacles and stuff, and then running into these big red balloons that take you into a mini game. And when, depending on how well you do on the mini game as a group, you will, um, get like more time on in the raft. And you, and if you get all the way to the end, you, you know, you, you win or whatever. But in the, the whole, the whole thing takes like 20 minutes probably, but like you can just sit on, on your couch and like flick your wrist. And that's good enough for the game to give you like, to make you row the raft. It's like, If that's how, if that's the level of inaccuracy that the game will function with as far as motion controls, I don't really see the point in having them.
0: Um, so that, I mean, I, I am scarred for life from the Nintendo motion controls when upon my first time playing like the Wii boxing, (laughs) I, uh, face off against my, like, I don't know, 12 year old, uh, cousin and I was like, okay, uh, boxing. Let me let me put my my hands up and try to swing somewhat realistically. And she just stuck both her hands up, like right underneath her chin, and just like whipped them as fast as she could back and forth, and absolutely clobbered me. And I I've not since <laughs> felt comfortable <laughs> she, ever she, playing those she games. She fucking KO'd you. She oh, it was not even close. Like the whole family was just laughing at my shame. Oh, I cried so much that night. But uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. Like I feel like that the motion controls kind of were the evolution to the game because like the boards didn't change, but I get what you're saying where if you don't feel like they're that fair or accurate or like in engaging, I could see how it's more frustrating.
1: Well, it's, and, and not only that, like some of the mini games are, some of the mini games require motion controls and like they just don't always work that well. And so like the game that is all the Mario party games are brain dead simple. It's like, you know, Press like run around and avoid the fireballs. Like, that's like a game, right? So, like, when you're playing that, when, when you're playing a motion control minigame on in Mario Party, and you and it should be so easy, but because the fucking controls don't work very well, you end up losing for no reason. It's so aggravating. Um, but this game does have some things in it that are going to keep me interested for a while. And I think my, my girlfriend and I are going to get like all the collectibles and stuff. But so the raft game is fun. It's it would be really fun with four people because not only are you like coordinating your raft, you're rowing as a group, but you're all working together on the mini game, So it's a, it's a one hundred percent collaboration. There's no there's no battling or whatever. So it's almost like a great team building thing. Like someone should bring Mario Party into my company and like let people play let people play shit as a group. Um, so that is really good. There's a like a command and conquer style or like a risk style like capture territories based on how well you perform in the mini games. So like maybe you'd start out with like no territory with like n- no territory, but like if you win most of the mini games, you'll like gradually start to capture areas of like the board and then you can like, you know, win be like you end up winning by, by just being better at the at the mini games. So I think that's really cool because honestly the mini games are why you're playing Mario Party to begin with. And um not only that, like there are there's a way that you can that you can like turn mini games on and off. So if there's like a mini game that you absolutely hate and it's just like you hate playing it, you can turn them off so that you don't have to deal with them anymore. And then you can, and you can just play mini games like on the side, like without having to play the actual like Mario Party, um, like so you can just practice or whatever. So there's so there's a lot of fun stuff in the game that you can do. I don't think it's going to have that much longevity. I don't know. We have a friend coming over tonight. We're going to make some tacos or whatever and go sit in the hot tub and whatnot. But, and I think I, and I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can get like a three, like a three player game of Mario party going
0: and we'll see. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's not about playing the mini games. It's about playing with your friends who just so happen to be playing the same mini games as you. Like that's always been my like approach to the game is I'm not playing it to have fun playing the game. I'm playing it to have fun with my friends while we both just happened to be playing this game. I don't know.
1: No, you're right. I mean, that's really like the, the game's at its best when you have, when you have four, when you have four people. So like we were in Tennessee and we forgot to, we forgot to download the game before we left. And, um, it was like nine o'clock at night and my girlfriend's brother and his, and his girlfriend came over. So those are the four of us. And they're all like gamers too and whatnot. And we're like, oh, we should play Mario Party. So we like download it, and my <laughs> and her grandparents get like one megabyte a second download speed. Oh like, boy, like in the middle of freaking nowhere. So it took like like over three hours to download this tiny fucking game. because um, Mario Party is not very big; it's like a, a few gigabytes. And it took us like three hours to download this game. And then we so we finally pop it on at like twelve thirty a.m. And we're sitting in like in like one of the bedrooms on the bed playing this like four ways, um, and uh, I don't know. It's more fun when it's definitely more fun when you have when you have more people playing. But, but um, it's about all I have to say about Mario Party. I mean, the actual game itself is the same as it always was, so it's I get there's you. There's really nothing new about it. But so, are you gonna get Cyberpunk Mason when it comes out? Or am, I, or am I So gonna, I don't leave me all alone. I, Come
0: on now. I I'm not gonna leave you all alone. I wasn't gonna get it. When it comes out, though, I was going to get it from the library. So, in a couple weeks, but if... Well, like I said originally, my plan was maybe consider getting it uh, with my imaginary PS5 that I was going to get. But now that that's the case, I... I don't know. I I guess I could be tempted if you really need an Amigo to play it with you, but... I... I'm torn. I'm just... a, A game this ambitious, I'm always... I always want to see what reviews are like. I want to see what the general consensus seems to be before dropping 60 some bones on something. But, well, I, first
1: of all, I didn't buy that PS5, and I'm glad I didn't, because despite its, despite the unbelievable success it's having, um, it sounds like there's a lot of hardware glitches in it. And um, mm-hmm. I, I've been hearing about like bricked PS5s and stuff like that. And it's like, that is not really what I want. So I know that, like, cyber, that, CD Projekt Red is like, oh, well, you can just upgrade the game from PS4 to PS5, like, mm-hmm. when you, if you ever get a PS5, but then I'm like, oh, well, the graphics really make the biggest difference anyway, plus I'm playing on a projector, so it's not like I'm going to get the full effect of the PS5 anyway, but, like, also, I think this is going to be, like, a pretty long game. Oh, I'm sure. So, I don't know, it doesn't seem like a game you can really rent from the library and, like, play it all.
0: No, uh, it, yeah, I get you. I get you. I, I guess you could I,
1: you could you could, it, you could sample it, I guess.
0: If initial feedback comes out like pretty spectacular, like hype aside if it seems to be a very solid game, I I'll, I'll pick it up. I'll and I'll play it with you.
1: Okay. Well, I I mean, I think you're going to know the day of it, the day of the release because you know, there's going to be uh like tons of reviews, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Everyone's it. gonna be no one's not gonna be talking about this game, so I I don't think I'll have to wait for very long.
1: Yeah, they're all just they're all just holding their like they got their fingers on the trigger, you know, we're waited ready, ready to launch it.
0: Ready. They're I don't know, know if it's reviews. embargo. I don't know what the release state of reviews is, which is a weird sentence to say. <laughs> but I'm I'm sure we'll get feedback pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I don't know either, but we'll I think you're going to start seeing reviews like Wednesday like in the AM probably cuz the game comes okay. the game comes out Thursday so so that's my uh that's my general take on it but You know, I okay. do
0: have Friday off. Well, hey, holy shit. That's the universe is aligning. Oh my god. <laughs> and we did have a we we
1: we did have a very generous po- podcast listener, you know, s- send us a small yes. Christmas gift that would probably pay for uh, Cyberpunk so maybe that can be your gift.
0: It, but it you know what? that is a very good good concept.
1: I'm, I'm working on you. I'm going to chisel away at I, your at your willpower. Listen, I'm, gonna,
0: I'm a weak weak man. I I can be bowed to anything. I don't
1: believe it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I don't I mean, I don't really know we we've Mandy's having technical problems. I don't really know if I want to launch into into Bates Motel without her. Um and I
0: don't I don't really know I if, can do a quick something? Yeah, why not? Uh, call, call to, uh, not arms, but so I have been watching, I know it is old as dirt, but I've been watching West wing on Netflix. Okay. Uh, uh if you've never seen the West wing, it's kind of a like behind the door docu drama. It's not a documentary. It's a drama of what it's like to work in the white house. It follows the president, his chief of staff and a couple other people on like his close Uh, team, I would say, of advisors, guards, body man, like a a couple different people that work with him. And it's uh, amazing. It's absolutely stupendous. It's it's written and kind of created by Aaron Sorkin, who I've talked about the trial of the Chicago seven a couple weeks ago. And he just, his writing style, his attention to detail, the timing, the cleverness, it's all amazing. And I've been absolutely loving the series. I'm a couple seasons in and it's been absolutely solid. So if you have not seen the West wing 100% 100% check it out. I could not recommend it higher, especially in this day and age. That said, on December 25th, it is moving from Netflix to HBO Max. And mm. I'm not going to be able to finish the season before that happens. Mm. So, I'm very strong, because I've been watching it with my like whole family. So, I'm thinking of jumping ship just for at least a little while from Netflix to HBO Max. Both because of the West Wing uh, they have The Wire also on HBO Max, which I've been told is one of the f- most phenomenal TV series of all time, which I have never seen. The
1: Wire, you said?
0: Yes. Hmm. And there's a couple other small indie things over the garden wall, a couple movies here and there. So I think I'm going to make a, at least in the short term, a jump to HBO Max. And I'm people who are out there who have that service, uh, please recommend me other stuff to watch, because if I'm going to do it, I might as well, you know, get all there is to offer before kind of jumping back to Netflix, if that is even the case. So if you have Netflix, uh, watch the West Wing now while you have it. Um, It's amazing. And if you have HBO Max, tell me what else is on that network that I should watch. So that's my television update. I didn't want to bring it up until I finished the series, but uh, there you go.
1: Well, you know, we've been talking about getting HBO Max as well because, well, first of all, like all the Ghibli movies are on there, like mm-hmm. like all of them. And I mean, I don't really know if we would watch them, though. Like, it's it's weird to say, but it's like um, it's like one of those weird things where I've seen all the Ghibli movies and I could watch them on HBO Max, but I'm probably more likely even if I had HBO Max, I'm probably more likely to just go to go to a movie theater and watch them in theaters Than I am to watch them for free at home, you know. I don't know. That's kind of weird, but it's like one of those things. But also, they have all of South Park, so that's like that's a big reason why we've been thinking about getting uh the HBO Max because South Park used to be on Hulu and then they took it off and then we finished the Stick of Truth recently and it's like we're kind of you know Jones and from our South Park and Mm -hmm. my girlfriend's brother's gonna send us the uh, fractured butthole, so you know, so we really love South Park and it's pretty much the only place you can watch it other than Comedy Central I think so um so you might not be the only one getting an HBO get Max you. subscription. Well, so.
0: We might we might take that leap together. And if you do, I'm going to recommend you when I do finish the series West Wing. It's it's old af but it's so good.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I will I'll, I'll check it out if we get if we do get on there so. Well, guys, I guess we're gonna end it here and um, help Mandy with her audio because she's having some trouble. So we wanna, you know, make sure we can have her for the podcast. Leave poor Mandy out, out in the cold. But hey, I think it was a pretty good hobby addicts anyway. You know, um, next week this is kind of almost like the the calm before the storm that is Cyberpunk. I'm I'm told amongst, amongst other things the character creator in Cyberpunk is insanity. Like it's gonna be. Totally nuts how, how like detailed you can be with your character. So we'll hear about all that next time, guys, but thanks for contributing to the podcast. Thanks for tuning into Hobby Addicts. I really do appreciate all of you, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.
0: Have a great day.